The Truth and Love Ministry is pleased to present Truth and Love Radio with former Muslim and now Christian pastor Sharam Hadian. Sharam is from Iran and is now a proud U.S. citizen living in Washington State. In addition to being a pastor and conference speaker, he is also the host of the weekly television program Till TV. And now, here is your host, Sharam Hadian. Well, thank you for joining us today on Truth and Love Radio. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian. We're so glad you can be with us. And uh, folks, I want to um, share with you on the program today uh, something that is um, extremely grieving to me uh, in, uh, on, on a personal level um, in regards to the ongoing heresy that we see happening in the body of Christ. Uh, over the past number of months, I've done various shows uh, for you that is archived on our website under our media tab. Uh, titled "Good Shepherd versus False Shepherd," I earnestly believe that the Lord is uh, is 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 dividing, is marking <clears throat> in these last days with great deception and great heresy out there. Those who are the true shepherds of God, John chapter ten, verse ten, verse eleven, and those who are the false shepherds, the hirelings, the ones who want to build a, a, an empire, a kingdom but really are, are abandoning uh, the Word of God. Now, I, I believe that maybe some of them are falling away from the faith, and some of them were never shepherds in the first place. I, I, I've said this publicly, that I believe that there are uh, many in the pulpits today that are simply doing it as a job, as a career. Uh, they're not called by God, and they need to get out. They need to step down. But I think there are those who are called by God who have not been standing or are falling away, who are falling for deceptive heresies. And today I, I want to bring your attention to someone who is, was actually the Lord using in my salvation. And I want to thank uh, one of our supporters, Kira Love, for sending this to me um, because I have followed uh, the, the, the fall, uh, the uh, corruption of Pastor Andy Stanley, who is a pastor of North Point, North, North Point Community Church in uh, Alpharetta, Georgia. Uh, the reason this is so important to me is because uh, back in 1999, when I lived down in Atlanta, Georgia, I lived in Lawrenceville, and uh, I met someone who the Lord used to share the gospel with me. And this young lady, and many of you have heard my testimony, uh, this young lady who gave a tape to for me to listen to when I asked her questions about her Christian faith, uh, this tape was from a church, this church, North Point Community Church, that is the church of Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley is the son of Charles Stanley, and many of you have probably I'm sure heard of Charles Stanley. North Point Community Church in Alpharetta now is the second largest, and this is going back to December of 2017, uh, was recently named as the second largest mega church in the United States. When I... Uh, briefly visited there. Uh, I, I believe I visited once. And the, as I said, she had given me a tape to listen to from a teaching that he had done, a two-sided teaching on uh, the, the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It goes to show you that, as, as the Apostle Paul says, that if we preach and the New Testament very clearly says this, that, that, that if when the gospel is preached, even with ill motive, that God can use it. But if you compromise the gospel, 
then there's no power. You've denied the power that is in it. And so I don't know where his church stood back then, almost 20 years ago now. But the message that he preached was the gospel, the crucifixion and the resurrection. And the Lord used that tape and that message to pierce my heart, to reveal to me the truth. And it was that tape that I was listening to in my car when the Holy Spirit came upon me and I began to weep and I had to pull over to the side of the road that I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ in the car, listening to that tape. And to see Andy Sandley 20 years later go off the rails and deceive thousands because according to, uh, and I'll put this link again in our notes page, according to uh, the Atlanta um, Journal-Constitution, North Point now has, according to their website, North Point's ministry website, an average weekly attendance of 30,629 people. The church was founded in 1995, so it was only four years old when, when, when I attended there once, physically in the building. It was big then. It's now massive. And I'm not sure if this 30,000 number includes all of their locations. I'm sure it does because I don't think that location itself holds that many. I'm sure they have multiple services. But the point is this is one of the largest mega churches in the United States. And I'm going to show you today and over the next one or two shows, three shows, whatever it takes, um, just how much of heretical teaching is coming from Anley Stanley. And I don't know where his dad stands. I don't know where Charles Stanley stands on this or not. But I tell you that this is a grieving day for me, and, and I believe that it's a grieving day for the Holy Spirit. Because this man influences thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And, and I would say the admonition of the Scripture is, is, is valid here is woe to him. Woe to him for this um, false teaching. So I want to uh, um, highlight something that um, uh, Kira has sent me a link to a uh, site that is called um, uh, Fighting for the Faith, Pirate Christian Radio, Fighting for the Faith. There's a guy named Chris Rosebro who um, did a very effective job, and, and, and I'll put the link to the YouTube video that he did. It's about a 41-minute YouTube video if you really want to understand the whole thing. Watch the whole video. We're going to go through excerpts of it. And, and, and most importantly, I want you to hear the words of Andy Stanley. I don't want you to take what I'm saying. It's going to build upon this. And I want you to hear the words. And, and at the end of this show, I, I'm going to actually move forward. And I'm going to play what Stanley says. And then I'm going to come back. And then we'll, we'll revisit it on the next show as well. And so Chris Roseboro basically uh, uh, covers something that is becoming a new phenomenon within major evangelical churches, especially these mega churches. And we've seen this in the likes of John Piper, uh, Tim Keller, but now Andy Stanley. Uh, there's a concept called antinomianism. And I, and I want to read the definition from the Webster's Dictionary because I think it, it pretty well sums it up. The definition of antinomianism is this. It says, one who holds that under the gospel dispensation of grace, i.e. the New Testament, the moral law is of no use or obligation. Let me say that one more time. Those who hold to a view, and whether they, 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 they title themselves as an antinomianist or not, whether they believe that they are teaching antinomianism or not, 
they hold to the view that we are no longer under any moral law, specifically the Ten Commandments, that the, the grace of the gospel covers everything. And, you know, of course, the question is, where do we then get our morality from? Well, the, they would say that the morality comes from simply the gospel, that just following Jesus and his example gives us morality. And we don't need to be under any aspect of, the, of, of Old Testament law. And, of course, they never define that I've done many, many times in our church the differences between the moral law, the ceremonial law, and the civil law. When we talk about Old Testament law, there were three functions that, that, that I'll highlight for you here in a minute. And they don't ever cover that. They just say we're no, no longer under the law. We no longer have any obligation to follow the law. And as such, it's all about grace. Well, guess what? That leads to licentiousness. It's going to lead to a license to basically say it's all about love. It's all about acceptance. It's all about not harming people. And therefore, we, 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 we reject this narrow morality of the law and we want to be accepting and we want to be full of grace. And really, when you think about it, the end result is that it's a license to whatever, and apparently God is okay with whatever you do. And of course, the assertion is that in the New Testament, because we're supposed to be, you know, of course, these uh, preachers in these churches, when they get to the point of being antinomianist, of rejecting the moral law of the Old Testament, they basically are saying, well, no longer at all an Old Testament church, we're simply a New Testament church. So when you hear a church say we are a New Testament church, oftentimes that's what it means. And so because of that, they reject any teaching of the Old Testament. They don't think it's necessary. And oftentimes when you follow the end result of those churches, you will see compromise and heresy because that's where it has to go. That's where it has to go. If you, if you deny that there is any moral code, that's where it has to go. And, of course, they will say that we are saved by faith alone, right? Well, yes, of course we're saved by faith alone and not by works. But that's salvation. That's justification, the Apostle Paul, right, talks about justification and sanctification. Justification is by faith alone, not by works. Agreed. But sanctification has to happen by some morality. You have to have a moral code somewhere to know how you are going to follow the example of Christ. And if Jesus himself quoted the Old Testament and quoted the Ten Commandments and raised the bar of the Ten Commandments, You've heard it said, he said in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not murder. Where I tell you that if you have hatred for a brother, you've committed murder. You heard it in the Old Testament that thou shalt not commit adultery. Where I tell you that if you lust after a woman and with your heart, you've committed adultery. So he raised the bar. He quotes the Old Testament. He quotes the Ten Commandments, and then he raises the bar. So I agree that, yes, we have a higher moral standing now than we did under the law because we, we know that the Apostle Paul is very clear. We cannot be saved by the law. But the law is there to demonstrate the need of a savior and the need of redemption and sanctification. So how, how are you sanctified if you have no moral foundation? So this is the backstory. This is the foundation that I want to lay for you. And then there's another heresy 
that you're going to see Andy Stanley and then Chris Roseborough covers this in his video. Again, I'll link this. Go to our website, tillproject.com. Especially if you're listening on Worldview Weekend, folks. Go to our website at tillproject.com. If you go to the media tab and under that Truth and Love Radio and you find this show, then we will put the links there. And the link to the YouTube video will be there and you got to watch it. But there's another heresy at play here that Andy Stanley is faring, and that is called uh, Marcionism, the heresy of Marcia. And, and Marcion was an early Christian, um, uh, early Christian uh, around the time of uh, uh, AD 144. And Marcion believed Jesus was the, was the Savior sent by God, uh, and the Apostle Paul was the chief apostle, but he rejected the Hebrew Bible and the God of Israel. He actually believed that the wrathful Hebrew God was a separate and lower entity than the all-forgiving God of the New Testament. This belief was in some ways similar to Gnostic Christian theology, this idea of a, of a dualistic God. And so, you know, the Old Testament God, he's a different God than the New Testament God. That's the, 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 the notion that the Old Testament God was just, just this out-of-control tyrant. And that the New Testament God is a different God, is a higher God, is a more, more what, evolved God. And, and therefore, they reject any aspect of the Jewish scriptures, any aspect of Judaism in regards to the moral law. Now, let me define again for you what our ministry stands for and what I believe biblically we're to stand for. And that is this. We are not under ceremonial law. I just taught this at our church last Sunday. Even though the Ten Commandments are at play, we are in no way, shape, or form under any ceremonial law of the Torah. If there are those who, who, are, who are Judaizers or those who are believing that they are Messianic believers in, in Jesus Christ and claim to be Messianic believers, that's fine. But we, what, but we are not subject to ceremonial law because clearly Christ, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, has come and fulfilled every aspect of the ceremonial law. Every aspect of the ceremonial law was a type for him coming to fulfill, and the ultimate aspect of that ceremonial law was the sacrifice of the lamb. Because he was the perfect lamb of God, he was the Passover lamb, he fulfilled not only that, but he's fulfilled Every aspect of the spring feast, the, the feast of Passover, the feast of unleavened bread, the feast of first fruits, the feast of uh, Shavuot or Pentecost that we just uh, 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 passed uh, just that last weekend was the feast of weeks or Pentecost, the, the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that in his second coming, he will fulfill the fall feast, which is um, uh, um, the feast of trumpets, the feast of atonement, and the feast of, 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 of uh, the ingathering or tabernacle, because Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. So, so even though we recognize that the feasts are, are, are moed or moen, meaning God's divine timing, we recognize that those feasts are, are only found fulfillment in Christ. We don't observe them any longer. We don't follow the, the actual ceremonial aspects. For example, I said this on Sunday, um, we, uh, the, the New Testament teaches us that, that we are no longer under the Feast of Unleavened Bread, but we are to check the leaven in our hearts. So uh, we don't, as Christians, uh, go through our houses every year and remove leaven. I know some people who do that as Christians. Well, okay, if you do that and, and somehow it's edifying for you, 
maybe that's okay uh, if it edifies you. But if it becomes a sin issue, if it becomes a salvation issue, then that's wrong because we're no longer under the ceremonial law. But the Apostle Paul tells us, the New Testament tells us, we are to check the leaven in our hearts. We are to make sure that there's no leaven in our hearts. So now the, the ceremonial has become spiritual in fulfillment of Christ. So this is the way that we're, we're to view the ceremonial law. We don't sacrifice animals. We don't have dietary restrictions. And even we don't observe the Sabbath on a Saturday. I still believe that there is a Sabbath to be observed because I still believe the Ten Commandments are valid, but the Sabbath simply means a day of rest. I still believe that it is for our health to work six days and rest one day. But but to observe a Saturday Sabbath is of choice, not of uh, necessity. It is no longer necessary for us to observe a Saturday Sabbath under the quote-unquote Torah or law. That's when the Judaizing rears its ugly head. And, and, and I know that, that there are those who follow this, who, who even follow our ministry, who may be shocked by what I'm saying. But this is something that's got to be addressed because too many good believers are, are falling for this trap. Uh, uh, so, so Andy Stanley's heresy is on the other end of the spectrum. On one end in the spectrum is this antinomianism denying any moral law. On the other end of the spectrum are those who who under the uh, Jewish roots movement and the Messianic movement are basically putting themselves under the Torahic law again, the Mosaic law, which has been fulfilled by Christ. Both are error, church. But Andy Stanley's heresy that you're going to hear is shocking and grieving, especially again for me, because this is the guy that God used. It's his sermon that God used to save me. Well, the gospel saved me, but he's the one who preached it. And to 19 years later, see this guy fall off the rails and tickle the ears and deceive thousands and thousands of people in his megachurch is just beyond sickening and grieving. And so we are no longer under the ceremonial law. Now, what is the second aspect of the law, the, the civil law? Well, the civil law has changed. Because there are things that Christ fulfilled, therefore the consequences of some of those things have changed. We no longer stone someone for, for violating the Sabbath because we no longer are obligated to observe a Saturday Sabbath by law. We don't stone adulterers because Christ came and brought redemption. Of Adultery is still a sin. Homosexuality is still a sin. But we don't go and kill them. Because aspects of the civil law have changed. Now, one area that has not changed is what? The moral law. The moral law of God that is set in the Old Testament, in the Ten Commandments, and by the prophets is still valid. Is still valid. Let me say it one more time. Is still valid. Because clearly we are taught that the foundation of the church is built on the foundation of the apostles and the foundation of the prophets. So we have the apostles of the New Testament, like Paul, who gave us the foundation of faith. But we have also the prophets of the Old Testament who gave us the foundation of our morality. And without the Old Testament, without the Ten Commandments, we have no basis of morality. So with that said, again, we'll revisit this. Let's go and play some of the clips from uh, Chris Rosebro talking about Andy Stanley. I want to play some of the clips that Stanley brings before you here. And uh, I think you'll be shocked. So listen to his explanation and then listen to what Stanley says. 
known as the Marcionite heresy. We'll talk a little bit about that and uh, and what is our relationship as Christians to uh, the Old Testament. How are we to understand the Ten Commandments and things like this? So grab a Bible. If you want to open up to Acts chapter 15, we'll get to it here shortly. Let me put my screen up. Here's Andy Stanley and the uh, the tail end of his uh, sermon. This is the conclusion portion of it. Let's listen in. There's people living up there, and there are so many Jewish people who are bought into and kind of hardwired to the dietary laws of Moses. So here's the question. Why would James suggest they send that particular message to Gentile Christians? What, you know, what does the law of Moses has been taught in synagogues every Sabbath, what does that have to do with these Old Testament-ish commands? And why these? Why doesn't he say, okay, tell the Gentiles, um, let's see, okay, do not steal, thou shalt not steal, that's a good one. What else you got? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Thou shalt not murder, that's a good one. What else we got? Okay, thou shalt not commit adultery. Let's just go with three. Send them these. Why the food thing, and then this very general statement, and no sexual immorality. What's the connection? This is so important. Those imperatives had nothing to do with keeping the law of Moses. Those imperatives had everything to do with keeping the peace in the church. Wow. Now, I'm going to stop because, uh, again, we'll get to some of these clips of of Chris Rosebro addressing what Andy Stanley just said. He's basically saying that Acts chapter 15 has nothing to do, nothing to do with the Old Testament and the moral law and everything to do with keeping the peace in the church. Which is just amazing, but I, I want to go to the to the end, and I want to play a clip um, of what uh, of some of the latter things that Andy Stanley says in this message, um, and I believe the message. Let me get this correctly. Was um, was titled uh, Aftermath. So it was, it was, it, this was, a, I guess, the third installment. And by the way, there's another article that I put in here uh, by the witness. Uh, a black Christian collective. This guy wrote an article also about what Andy Stanley said recently. And um, again, this is very recent, just just in the last month. And um, this was the third installment in a series entitled Aftermath. And Stanley tells the congregation that he wants to speak to those who were lost and had lost faith due to something in the Bible, specifically the Old Testament. And what he says, and let me give you some of the quotes. And then I'm going to play it for you so you can listen. What he says is, quote, the Old Test- the old Covenant was not the go-to source regarding sexual behavior for the church. The Old Testament was not the go-to source for any behavior for the church. He went on to say, quote, church leaders unhitched the church from the worldview, value system, and regulations of the Jewish scriptures. Then concerning the Ten Commandments, Stanley remarks, quote, you are not accountable to the Ten Commandments. We're done with that. God has done something new. Wow. So let me actually play those clips for you. We're going to jump forward a little bit here. Bear with me. And um, and, and and listen to what he says. Conclusions he's going to come up with are really not in accord with what Scripture teaches in the cross-references to the very text he's Sorry, let, let me jump ahead here real quick here. Here we go. 
taught for a Jewish person, that dietary law was like, okay, I know we're free, and I know Peter had a vision, and I know what Jesus said, but I, I just can't eat pork. I'm shrimp. I'm just, I just can't. I mean, I love Jesus. Yes, I do. I love Jesus. How about you? But I just, I can't. Just don't make me do that. And so they're saying, look, tell the Gentiles. Tell the Gentiles. You make concessions like we're making concessions because we're going to have one church, not two. This was all about peacekeeping, not law keeping. So all about, so he's, again, he's saying Acts chapter 15 was all about peacekeeping and not law keeping. Even though very clearly in Acts chapter 15, right? Remember the conclusion they come up with. Three of the conclusions are, are dealing with idolatry, Right. Because they abstain from this, right? He says, this is in verse 19 of Acts 15. Therefore, it is my judgment that we do not trouble those who are turning to God from among the Gentiles, but that we write to them that they abstain from things contaminated by idols, from fornication, and from what is strangled from blood. Then it goes on to say that uh, in verse 29, that you abstain from things sacrificed to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from fornication. So where do those concepts come from? Is Acts chapter 15 is not talking about any law-keeping, any moral law or the Ten Commandments, and is simply talking about peace in the church. Because Stanley's point is, oh, well, the reason they were bringing this is because there were those Jews that were coming to Christ, and there was Gentiles coming to Christ, and in order to keep the peace... The 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 the, uh, the Jews, you know, the Gentiles. Okay, you don't have to worry about this stuff. But the Jews, they may observe some of the stuff. But let's not make a big deal about the fact that the Jews observe it and the Gentiles don't. Let's just get along. But clearly, that's not where he's going. You'll see in the next program, and I'll play shocking clips for you. What I just quoted you, what Stanley says about. Uh, unhitching the, 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 the worldview, the value system, and regulations of the Jewish scriptures, and the Ten Commandments are no longer uh, needed. They're done with. That's antinomianism, folks. And that's this Marcion, uh, Marcion heresy. It's the heresy that, that that's a different God, that that's a different value system that's no longer in effect, and for us as Christians, we're under a whole new system. This is heresy, and it's coming from some of the largest megachurch pastors in America. Then we wonder why the church is so messed up. We wonder why Christianity is so messed up. We wonder why we don't have a witness and, 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 and there's no transformative power that the church is getting behind homosexuality and transgenderism and abortion and, and environmentalism and social justice and Marxism. Do we wonder why? Because it is this type of heresy that we're going to cover. So stay tuned. We have a lot more to cover when we come back on the next program. God bless you, and we'll see you next time on the show. Thank you for listening to Truth in Love Radio with Pastor Sharam Hadian. You can visit our website, order DVDs, subscribe to our podcast, or support the ministry at www.tilproject.com. Please join us next time for another installment of Truth in Love Radio.